In today's conversation, we are going to revisit Bears and Lions, and we're going to talk about the reputation that David had prior to David versus Goliath. So let's get into it. Welcome into the Bears and Lions podcast. I am your host, Kyle Vaught, and this is the podcast where we challenge the present by viewing our past. I firmly believe that our greatest future lies within the correct view of our past is when we really, really look at it, we might just find out we are stronger than we know. We are more prepared for any of the unknown that is in front of us, and we are ready to step into the future. Happy Labor Day to everybody celebrating a long weekend. I hope that you've been safe. I hope you enjoy a long weekend. A restful weekend, maybe for some of you, as it is the day of the year that we get to celebrate and uh, really just be thankful for the the labor, right? We we get an actual break. A lot of us get an actual break from that as it is a national holiday here in the States. I, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about labor today, which is why I kind of wanted to revisit bears and lions is because there's a lot of a lot of intricacies in the story of david versus goliath that we have not gotten into yet we will predominantly you know bounce back and forth it is named after this story right the bears and lions podcast is named after the story of david versus goliath but i specifically i wanted to talk to you today about the reputation that david had prior to David versus Goliath before that story. Uh, and if you remember from episode one and two, we kind of discussed uh, why I'm naming this podcast, Bears and Lions podcast, why it's named that. And it all stems from 1 Samuel 17, uh, specifically 32 through, I believe it's like 40. But we continue forward with this as the first part is David simply just had to ask permission to fight Goliath. It wasn't like Goliath came to David's front door and said, we are going to uh, kill your family unless you fight me. It wasn't something that uh, David foolishly stepped into and was like in the Philistines camp or anything like that. This was like a challenge that David chose to do. And when he had, he originally had to go ask the king permission to even fight Goliath he said look I will go fight Goliath and the king was like there's absolutely no way that's not going to happen you you are a youth and and I respect it but no you're that's not going to happen and then David persisted he said I have been a shepherd of my father's flock and when a lion would come or a bear would come and take a sheep I would go after it and rescue the sheep if the lion or the bear would turn on me, I would grab it by its mane, strike it with a club, and kill it. I've killed both the lion and the bear, and this giant will be no different. So essentially, Saul was like, okay, like your resume looks good. You you check out, right? And that's what we do in the workforce. We lay our resume down looking for opportunity all the sing- all the time. Uh, and I've been doing some really interesting studies and, and we're going to probably talk about it in the future about work studies and the workforce and the labor force and the interesting in- intricacies, I think is the correct word, of why in the world there are so many people 
that want to leave their job. I think the last time I checked in 2023, 73% of those under 35 wanted to leave their job, admitted to wanting to leave their job within a year, um, which is really fascinating to me. Uh, I'm really interested in kind of learning the psyche of that and the psychology behind it, the sociology uh, of why people do what they do, what what they choose to do as well, because I think it often comes down to what makes money, right? I have to pay the bills, so what's the best job to be able to pay these bills? But I digress, and we jump back in here. So David has laid out his resume to the king, uh, Saul, to go fight Goliath, and, and Saul gives him permission. This was not the first time that Saul actually met David. So this is what's really interesting is David had a reputation in Israel already. And I think it had a lot to do with the fact that he probably fought bears and lions and people knew about it. It wasn't just talk. It was something that he did. So he reversed back one one chapter in the book of Samuel into Samuel 16, the chapter before. And Saul the king is being tormented by the spirit and he wants to be able to sleep. So he asks his servants, bring me somebody who, to play me soothing music. And this servant in first Samuel 16, 18, the servant, one of the servants said to Saul, one of Jesse's sons from Bethlehem is a talented harp player. Now, most likely it was a liar and not like the harp that you're thinking about. Again, remember this is a long, long time ago. Although these are all factual events. David really lived. There's historical evidence of Jerusalem and uh, these battles that took place, Jericho, things like that. So uh, David, real king. But the servant goes on and he says, not only that, this young Jesse's son is also a brave warrior, a man of war, and he has good judgment. And then the servant also added, He's also a fine-looking young man, and the Lord is with him. So, I, I mean, you, he, David had a reputation. And it brings me to kind of my first point of today is what is, your repu, what is your reputation? What are you known for? Now, David had been just doing his job, honed his skills. He, his life was not set up for success, but he made his life successful in what he chose to do. He was the youngest of eight boys. I'm the youngest of three boys. Um, I also have younger sisters as well. But as the youngest of three boys, it's very difficult to get um, at the level of your older brothers, period. I was always playing sports against people who are double the size of me. I was always playing with people who are three, four, five years older than me. And I just got used to it. But what I did learn was that it prepared me whenever I went up against somebody that was my age, I was much tougher and ready to go. I was prepared for it because I was used to people who were just bigger. Now, of course, as everybody caught up and I got older, that wasn't the case anymore. But when I was younger and, you know, 9, 10, 11, 12, I was playing against people who are 15, 16, 17, and I felt fine. Uh, and, and I had to adapt and learn. And this isn't about me, but I am curious. Have you ever asked yourself, what do people say about me? Or what is my reputation? And if I ask somebody genuinely, 
what what would they say is my greatest characteristics? What would they say that I'm known for around the workplace? Uh, a really good tell. A lot of works will have uh, different developmental programs. So sometimes they'll do uh, like evaluations uh, just to see how you're doing throughout the year. Sometimes there will be like a small raise if you do a higher evaluation score or something like that. But it's very imperative to pay attention to those evaluations because this is what is coming across to other people. And it's something that you can't always see. You just have to do. So that's why I think it's very important to pay attention to your reputation and what you're known for. And that's something that David, I think, was keenly aware when he went to the king and asked to fight Goliath. I think he was keenly aware of his resume of his reputation because it was who he was and he didn't have to pretend he actually just stepped out and was exactly who he said he was which i absolutely love i i love this story so much because there's so much in it and if you ever get the time to uh first samuel 16 and then first samuel 17 uh, even if you don't believe in, in the Bible, even if you don't believe in God, it's still beneficial as far as uh, motivational and impactful in your inspiration to achieve great things. Because that is essentially what David did, is he uh, achieved great things. And imagine you're David, a young teen who has just killed a bear, who just killed a lion, and you're dragging this beast back to your land or your father's land. And maybe your father's entertaining neighbors or guests or, or whatever. And they see this bloodied young man just beaten and bruised from this battle with the bear or the lion. And they just say, wow like that's impressive you you killed and now they may have not have they may have said well good job you're a good you're a good shepherd you were able to do your job of protecting the sheep that's what we pay you for that's your job and i think sometimes it boils down to are you looking at being successful in the job you have or the job you want because if you are looking at a job you want and you say, yes, when I get this job, then I'm going to be more attuned. Then I'm going to be more focused. Then I'm going to wake up earlier or I'm going to work harder at that job. If you have not built a reputation and built a discipline in who you are in the job you have right now, it doesn't matter what dream job you get. You will lose that dream job because you have not built the fortitude to be able to face when it gets difficult. And I've seen tons of friends over the last few years have multiple jobs and they've just job hopped. And honestly, in some cases that job hopping, I'm like, yes, let's go try a bunch of things, find out different skills, find out if you actually want to do that or if you want to. And then on the other side, I'm like, okay, make sure that you are not just leaving because you're uncomfortable because you are going to be in uncomfortable in every single job you have, including your dream job. Make sure that you are, you know, if you are exhausted from the work, that you are 
learning how to develop that irrefutable evidence that I'm going to do a really good job, but I also am not going to sacrifice everything for this moment because it's out of my control. So I'm going to do everything I can and then let it go and come back to it Monday or, or whatever that may be, whatever your schedule is. Because I've seen a lot of people who will say, I used to love my job and now I hate it. And I ask them, what's different about it? And the majority of the time, it's I don't connect with it anymore or I don't enjoy my manager or it's overbearing and I don't feel like I have any time. At one point, you were doing the same job and it was good or it was better than what you had before or prior. So it's very interesting. And I, I truly want to have a full conversation purely about the workforce and the developmenting, uh, the development of skills that allow you to transverse into multiple different jobs. That way, if you are job hopping, instead of job hopping with no purpose, you could do it with purpose of, I want to learn this, this, and this over the next six years. So I know I'm going to need to work in this job for at least a year to year and a half. I know I'm going to need to work in that job for about two years to really become an expert in this. But that's going to all accumulate into me being really, really good at this because this is my dream job. That I do actually... Uh, applaud when people are able to do it with a goal. So we'll have a whole conversation about that at some point. But the question still stands is, what is your reputation? What are you known for? Right? Who, who do others say that you are because of the irrefutable evidence that you've lived? You've showed up. What do they say? Well, they're consistent. They are so kind. They are really smart. In other cases, I I know that there have been moments in my life where they I have asked people and they've been very blunt and very honest and they said, you are selfish. You make selfish choices. And that caused me to really have to reflect on that by asking some of those difficult questions and learn from that. You may be in a situation where it's not necessarily selfish, but maybe it's not really uh, a present in the moment, right? Like you're so focused in what you're doing that you go hang out with friends and you don't really hear them or listen to what they're going through. And by the end of it, you're like, okay, yeah, well, I'll see you next week. And you don't realize that you're not really present with them. Physically, maybe yes, but emotionally, mentally, uh, spiritually, you may have missed the point of that whole meeting. So it's very important to be able to have those difficult conversations and be honest. But it it, it really, as I was thinking about this thought of, of going back through the reputation and then the irrefutable evidence of, of what you've lived, it, it reminds me of a quote from Alex Hormozzi. He's all over social media, uh, just came out with a new book. Uh, he's the guy with the, he wears the um, the nose strips the nasal strips all the time. And he always has a hat on dude's a legend. Uh, but I, I love this quote. He says, you don't become confident by shouting affirmations in the mirror, but by having a stack of undeniable proof that you are who you say you are. So outwork your self doubt. And I resonate with that quote so much because I know I can say a lot of good things about me 
but the things that I don't have to hear are the things I know I have already lived. I've already done it. I have undeniable proof that I am capable of this. I have undeniable evidence that I can say without a shadow of a doubt, this is who I am. And, and this is what I've done in the past. And, and this is my reputation from what they've said about me and also what I've brought to the table consistently. Now, some of that, it's not out of an arrogance. It's out of, I have killed bears and lions and I have protected the sheep. I have done a good job. And if you want to step into your future with confidence, then you have to understand that some of the baggage that you're going to carry with you is actually filled with the tools required to succeed. And you've already learned how to use those tools. So use them. Not all baggage is going to be bad. Not all baggage that you carry into it is going to be a bad thing. So make sure that you use what you have in front of you. See, I, I think that at the end of the day, what's beautiful about the story of David versus Goliath is he does something absolutely crazy by taking down a giant, right? And it's, it's something that we know this story is well about all of our sports. It, it's all around. It's, it's David versus Goliath, the little guy versus the big guy. You can use that analogy for almost anything. And I think a lot of people forget that before David ever stepped out on the battlefield to face Goliath, he had faced so many incredible, insurmountable challenges that he should not have survived. He was stronger and more prepared than most. And you are too. Whatever you're facing... You are stronger than you know. What are you known for? What are some of the bears and lions that you've taken down? Maybe you moved at a young age and you adapted well. Maybe you were able to accomplish something in school. Maybe you were able to go back to school at an older age, but you got your degree. And now you work in that field that you wanted to. Maybe everybody doubted you when you said you wanted to do music or you wanted to do art. And now you're doing it. There's hundreds and hundreds of things that I can look back on in my life and say, no, wait, I actually have done some pretty cool things. And I know that you have too. So just remember to step into your future with ferocity and joy because you are prepared for it. You have earned it and you are ready to go. That's going to do it for this conversation. I hope that you will have a wonderful short week. Happy Labor Day once again. And as always, remember to give grace, show love, and stay stellar. Peace.